Hi, this is the Idiot's Lantern podcast, and today I'm going to talk about uh, films, I've, films and TV shows, films and one TV show I've been watching, actually. So we'll get on with the bad stuff, I guess. So we're going to talk about the Avengers: Infinity War, Avengers: Endgame, Inception, and Doctor Who. So, I will probably spoil most of Avengers, all of Avengers: Infinity War, and all of it. Most I will probably there will probably be spoilers for Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers: Endgame. So maybe skip ahead these few five minutes or so that I'll be talking about them. So first of all, I watched Avengers: Infinity War and Avengers: Endgame with my brother. Let's get on with Avengers: Infinity War. So the dialogue is terrible, really. It's it's very very simple dialogue, and it's it's like we it's yeah it, none of it works. It's about the dialogue is about as bad as the dialogue in uh, the prequel Star Wars movies. Robert Downey Jr.'s delivery on the lines are good, but all the other performances aren't that great. I think you kind of feel a bit excited when somebody like Tom Holland comes on screen, but they're never on screen for that long, which is kind of annoying. So the performances are terrible, apart from Robert Downey Jr., whose delivery on the lines is good, and he he probably has the best writing. I think Karen Gillan is also all right, and her the writing kind of works well, and her delivery is quite good. But the rest of them are terrible, especially Chris Evans. It's just like, throw him on the fire... Because he's so wooden and he's, I just hate him. And it's just like you never feel for him whatsoever. And he's incredibly annoying and he just pisses me off no end. And also, uh, what about the score? The score is all right, actually, apart from the main motif. And when the main motif comes on, it's just like, fuck off. Um, I find the main motif really annoying and I don't like the main motif at all but the more emotional notes of the score work quite well and it's more of a kind of John Williams-esque score which is good, it's kind of good Um, and I can't quite believe that people are watching this stuff instead of Star Wars movies because Star Wars obviously has the better score, the better performances and everything. Also... What else? Um, the it, visually, it's really nice. I think the visual design is quite nice. It looks really nice. I liked the look of it and everything. I find the comedy in it is really overrated. It's just like, ha ha! What did he just say? Ha ha! That's so funny. And it's just not funny at all. I think I'll get onto the jokes in Avengers Endgame in a bit because I really hate those. Also, I find it almost feels racist to me because all the white women in it have their cleavage on show and all the black women in it don't have their cleavage on show. And I think it's a problem with the directors because Ryan Coogler is quite happy to have black women have their cleavage on show. 
I guess on show is a wrong thing to say and often sounds a bit sexist, but it's I can't quite think of a better thing to say. Um, and then in this, the Russo brothers, it's just like, yeah, we're not going to let black women wear clothes like that. And it just doesn't work well at all. And I find that really annoying. Also, the whole concept of Wakanda is... It, stems from wonder woman basically it's like wonder woman did this two years ago it's just like fuck off wonder woman did it and wonder woman did it better thank you very much wonder woman has just such better writing than this as well the writing sharper is funnier it's just like bang 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 it's very very good very sharp this is the writing for wonder woman obviously and this and then the writing on avengers infinity war is just it's rubbish the cor- the fight choreography also there's no such thing as a fair fight either somebody's winning or somebody's losing and that's it it's just like somebody's constantly hitting somebody else and then the person being hit will regain their feet and then they'll constantly hit the person who was originally hitting them it's just like born born the born trilogy never has this is born in born a born pretty much outmatches everybody except for one or two people in a movie and that is where the fight choreography comes in really really well and matt damon does all his own stunts he do- he does some of his own stunts obviously all the car chase stuff the stuff that they do in that is just crazy um that was probably a stunt driver um but the fight scenes in the Bourne movies work really well because there's Bourne is either winning or he's in a fair, or he's in a fair fight and he's having to defend himself instead of actually hitting somebody. So it's like somebody will be attacking him with a knife and he'll have a tea towel and he'll be blocking their knife with a tea towel. Then he'll knock their knife away and do something else or something and it's just in this it's nothing it's just like punching 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 the same person and then that person regains their feet and then they start punching the person who was originally punching them and it doesn't work at all it's just it doesn't the fight choreography doesn't work and it's just annoys me no end and yeah that's about it let's go on to avengers endgame then so Avengers Endgame, it follows the events of Infinity War. Obviously, in Infinity War, every, half of the population die. Also, this also feels quite racist. It's like all the black characters die except for one. And then there's loads of white characters left. And then, like, th- <sighs> most of the black characters die and they leave just one. And then one or two of them and then half of the white characters die it doesn't work it's not it's not 50 percent it's just it doesn't work on a visual level it's not 50 percent it's it's unfair and it doesn't work and it's just like ryan coogler created this wakanda to tip the balance and the russo brothers is just like let's kill all the black people and it's just like oh no we have to leave two so it doesn't seem like we're racist at all yes that's right yeah and it's just it doesn't work it's 
it's not half the population it's three quarters of the population and two quarters of that are and the people that die and most of that three quarters are black people and then the rest are just half the white people it doesn't work at all it really annoys me and then Avengers Endgame started off all right with some nice shaky cam work and stuff and then it gets into like the <sighs> then when they come up with this time heist sort of thing it's just like right they're trying to make a three hour long Chris Nolan movie and stuff and then they t try, try to start explaining the time travel and stuff it's just like it's not like Back to the Future but it's similar it's just like what? but Back to the Future's right Back to the Future's always right it just doesn't work so if you're not going to do something completely different like Tenet then why why it just doesn't work also i'll probably be talking about tenet later on in this episode so it just doesn't work at all it's just like they're trying to explain it it's just like yeah we're doing something different we're doing time travel differently it's just like no you're not when the the, the ancient one or whatever she's called tilda swinton tries to explain the time travel thing it's just like this is so back to the future it doesn't it's, doesn't explain anything it's like no it's not like back to the future back to the future is completely wrong and then they go on a lecture about oh yes yes it's like emmett brown's the, the doc brown's lecture about how about time travel and alternate realities it's just about what it doesn't work at all I find it really, really annoying and frustrating. It's like they're trying to do something different. Oh, yeah, we're doing time travel, new and nuanced and stuff. And it's just like, no, slow down. Tenet did it so many times better. And Tenet came out after this. And it's just like, Tenet is just so much better, even though it's... It's really annoying me. And it's just... It doesn't work. It's just they try to explain it and they fail completely. It's just like Back to the Future is completely wrong. It's just like, no, that is not because you've just gone on a lecture about how Back to the Future is right. And you just haven't mentioned Back to the Future at all. And it's just what? And also the and what's his name? Scotty, whatever his name is, he turns up in this, and he's funny. It's like Paul Rudd is funny, Ant Man is funny, and it's just it works, and he's funny and stuff and everything, and and then it's just like I think it started off all right with Tony Stark and Nebula and Robert Downey Jr. is good in it and stuff and. I liked the whole I Love You 3000 thing as well. I thought that was quite sweet. And then and then there's this whole scene where he's like, oh, I just figured out time travel in about five minutes. And it's just like, what the fuck? No, you did not. It's just like Mobius strip inverted. And it's just like, what? doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I'm I'm young kid and... They're not making any sense explaining time travel. And it's just like, no, it doesn't work like that. And it, in Tenet, you have the constant kind of groundedness of a guy. Just It's just like, time travel exists. Fuck it. We're not going to try and explain it. 
and in this it's just like oh t- Tony Stark just f- figured out time travel it's just like how it's like oh yeah he's a billionaire playboy and a philanthropist and stuff and it's just like how did he figure out time travel and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever it's just uh, it's got so many holes in it and then it comes t- to the whole portals thing in the end and it's just like my whole problem with it is Thanos's motivations never work it's just like I'm going to save the universe by destroying half of it it's just like I just destroyed half of it and it doesn't change anything so I'm going to do something completely different it's just so Wonder Woman 1984 you actually care about the villain in that it's just like what about his son what about this Wonder Woman 1984 is a good movie believe it or not i think people have problems with the plots and all of that it's just but in wonder woman 1984 you do get a feel for each of the characters and you care for each of those characters in two and a half hours in avengers endgame it's three hours and you care for two of those characters it doesn't work at all and my problem with infinite my brother started talking about avengers infinite avengers endgame last night at tea time because we just watched it and he's he's going on about how they should link it to all of the other movies with the whole time travel thing and it's just like that was my problem with infinity war infinity war started with a whole like thing and it like tries to link all the other movies to that movie it's just like it's it's not consumer friendly at all it's just they're squeezing all the money out of it they can they've made 20 21 movies before they made it's just they made 20 movies and now they're going to make these two movies then they made whatever it's just i don't care it's not consumer friendly um now because we're in 2021 everything's on disney plus all of the marvel movies are on disney plus and so the only place you can get them is on disney plus and you have to pay like 10 quid for that a month and that's like 120 quid a year and it, all it's got on are the marvel movies and it's not worth it at all it just annoys me. I hate things that are, that aren't consumer friendly. It's just like they've made loads of movies, and and my friend, he his dad basically made him watch twenty movies before he watched Infinity War and then Avengers Endgame. It's just like I've got a massive problem with that. I don't want to put that much work into a series of films. It's like the Bourne trilogy, there are three movies and they are two hours each and that is it. Those are consumer-friendly movies. Every Nolan movie is consumer-friendly except for maybe the Batman movies. You could argue that those aren't consumer-friendly. It's like the Wonder Woman movies, it's its self-contained story. Infinity War is not a self-contained story and it spans so many different worlds and that is my problem with it. It's like keep the story tight. Keep it keep it enclosed, keep it small. 
make it consumer friendly that's my tip to them it's just it's a money maker they want more money and they are going to make millions of these films and i'm not going to i'm not going to pay money to watch these films on disney plus i might watch them in the cinema because they are cinema experiences but no way am i going to pay to watch them at home just so i can make make sense of infinity war it's just like it starts and it's i was just like what the fuck is going on and 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 it's just it didn't make any sense to me and i couldn't hear the dialogue either it was really quiet it's just like you're not meant to hear the dialogue because you're meant to know and it's just like i don't know i don't know so make me help me know they make no effort to explain things and stuff. And then in Avengers Endgame, it's like, right, if you get all these stones, you can reverse it. It's like, well, was that unspoken? They never mention reversing it. It's like, it's a permanent thing in Infinity War. It's like, he's going to kill half the universe. And that half of the universe is not going to come back. And then guess what? Next movie comes along and they all come back. And it's just, what? I don't like it at all. It really annoys me. And I, I don't like these movies. I'm so sorry if you like these movies. That's my opinion. Obviously, it's incredibly subjective. You can still watch these movies, but maybe keep in mind how consumer-friendly they are. It's like, in Year 6, I was a massive fan of all these movies. And I really cared about everything and it's just like i need to watch all of these movies at once and it's just i really want to watch this movie can we get hold of it please and it's just like no way you can't get hold of that you, you have to pay money for that and now they've got their own streaming channel and they've put everything on there and so you have to pay over 10 quid i think a month for this streaming channel and all it's got are the marvel movies and the star wars movies it's like we already have the star wars movies so we don't need the star wars movies we've already got whatever and it's just what it really annoys me it's like i'd have time for wandavision because i want to see that that looks interesting and i like sitcoms the thing is i don't want a massive action blockbuster that has terrible dialogue i want good dialogue it's like wonder woman is a massive action blockbuster but it is witty and funny and then wonder woman 1984 is a massive action blockbuster and it has heart and feeling in it and i was almost on the brink of tears when i was watching that film it's just like oh my god it, it, and then this film comes along and they kill everybody half the people in it and I had to actually feel my cheek to feel if I was crying when Peter Parker died. And it's just like, no, I'm not crying. Snap out of it. It's not sad. Because it's not. And then comes along Avengers Endgame and let's a brilliant segue into Peter Parker. Because when Peter Parker meets Captain Marvel after Portals, it's just... <sighs> It's just like the way she says hello to him, it's, it made me cringe. It's terrible dialogue and it's terrible, terrible performance from Brie Larson. It's just like, you have me now and I'm like the ultimate weapon. I'm like a meteor. It's just like, piss off. Wonder Woman's better. I don't care. Patty Jenkins is better. I don't actually care. I've actually seen Captain Marvel and it's not a good film. It's terrible. Like, really, if you ask me, it's terrible.
I'm not watching it again. I'm not watching any of these films again, except maybe Ant-Man, because I've got time for that, and it's funny, and it's... it's Ant-Man is a comedy heist movie. Like, let's be honest with ourselves, Ant-Man is a comedy heist movie, and it's got Michael J. Fox in it. And it's got Paul Rudd in it. It's like, what more would you want from a film? Ant-Man is probably one of the best Marvel movies there is, but these movies? No way. I'm not watching them again. If they get re-released in the cinema, maybe. I might go watch them in IMAX, if, if there's an IMAX where I live, but pff, no, I'll watch them in IMAX happily, I'll watch any Christopher Nolan in, in IMAX happily, I've got loads of time for Christopher Nolan movies, it's just like, I'm going to watch, re I'm going to re-watch Tenet, I'm going to re-watch Inception, I'm going to re-watch Memento, I'm going to watch all of these films again, and it's just these films, no way, you're not going to have any of my time. So I'm not going to set aside three hours to watch a film with terrible dialogue that says it's not like Back to the Future, but then it does a complete lecture on how it is like Back to the Future without actually mentioning Back to the Future. It's just like, no, 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 sorry, no. No, I'm not watching your film. Thank you very much. I'm not giving you money. Thank you very much. Okay, goodbye. It, it really annoys me. But anyway, that's... It, it just doesn't, doesn't work. And now Tony Stark's gone, I don't know what I'm going to do. There's there's Tom Holland left, I guess. And I, I'm interested to see Cherry. I want to know what the Russo brothers do with that film. I, I, I'm interested to see what they do with it. And I, I think... The, I saw the trailer for that and it looks interesting and almost indie and it, I've got time for that. I'll have time for that, yeah. I'll have time for a film starring Tom Holland about PTSD where he robs a bank with a note on it saying, I have a gun, this is a bank robbery. It's just like, I'll have time for that, definitely. But the comedy doesn't work in it and the comedy in Avengers Endgame... It's there there are fat jokes about Thor and it's just like no you can't make fat jokes it's just like ha, 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 go have a salad it's just like get this guy a salad it's just like no way no that's not funny it's just it really annoys me and my dad said they should have got Nick Frost in to do it and it's just like they should have got Nick Frost in to write it because then it would be brilliant I don't have time for this I don't have to... I'm not going to give it four stars or whatever. I'm going to start using the scale where there's really bad, there's bad, there's average, which is not bad, not good, there's good, and then there's fucking brilliant. This is bad. Okay? Thank you very much. Goodbye. No, that's not the end of it. Anyway, so that is my, like, 20-minute long rant about <laughs> Marvel films. Um... So, what have we got next? Um, let's go on to Doctor Who. Doctor Who, so I I finished watching... What did I finish watching? Hmm, I finished watching Unorthodox, and I was a bit... I was at a bit of a loose end, and I finished playing Jello Fallen Order for the second time, and I, I've kind of given up on Shadow of the Tomb Raider because it's a bad game with cool puzzles. Um... And I'm just like, I'm going to go back to basics. I'm going to go back to Doctor Who. 
And so I watched an episode called The Lodger, which was funny. It had James Corden in it. James Corden's very funny. It, it, it made me cringe, but I think it's deliberately made to make you cringe. The finale is quite funny. Um, and then I started watching the 13th Doctor series, which I haven't actually seen before. And I... I actually really like this. Like, a few of my friends, let's call him Hamish, he said he didn't like the new Doctor. And it's just like, no, the new Doctor is... The new Doctor actually fits the character. It's just like, that is who the Doctor always was. Jodie Whittaker is trying to be the Doctor, and she is the Doctor. It's just that she's a woman, and that might take some adjusting for you. And I think this new series is really interesting. Like, the new 13th Doctor, it goes into racism. It goes into religion. It's it's really interesting. And it's still Doctor Who. Like, it's going back to basics, but it's trying new stuff. And it's nuanced. And it's, like, Ryan and Graham in it, they're really funny as well. I just really enjoyed it. It's it's a romp. It's, it's funny. It's way more funny than any Avengers movie, except for maybe Ant-Man. And it's it's brilliant. I'm I'm really really enjoying it. And I think after I finish this, I'm going to go onto the West Wing. And my dad disagrees with that. <laughs> he seems to think that I'll lose my life to it. And I'm just like, I can watch the West Wing because it's not a 15. It's a PG or a 12. I'm going to watch the West Wing, and you can't do anything about it because I'm old enough. <laughs> but anyway, I am over the age of 13. Thank you very much. Because otherwise that wouldn't be legal. And my parents just don't let me watch 15 rated shows without them checking the parental guidance thing on IMDb and stuff. But I started watching The Fades without them. And The Fades is brilliant and it's got some quite graphic sex scenes in it and lots of stuff. I think The Fades might be an 18, but I shouldn't brag about that. It's just like, I'm 18. I'm watching 18 rated TV shows. I'm not 18. Um... But anyway, so that's Doctor Who, and then what else was I going to go on to? I was going to go on to Inception and Tenet. Uh, Tenet, I think. Um, Inception, so I watched Inception with my family, and it's it's a really good movie. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio in it. I really like the concepts and everything, and it's not as confusing as Tenet. It's just, I found Tenet quite confusing, and it's quite... A, 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 it's something something that Christopher Nolan plays with in quite a few of his movies, like Memento, Tenet, and Inception, is memory. So we got to about halfway and then we stopped it because we didn't have enough time to watch it with my brother, who is nine years old, thank you very much. And yes, he is watching Inception, and yes, he did understand it. So any of you out there who think Inception is hard to understand, we did help him, yes, a little. And he did have a few questions and stuff, but I think most of all, he understood it. He didn't have any questions about it. But I think it's got a brilliant concept, and Christopher Nolan runs with this concept. Like he practically sprints with it down a runway. It's brilliant. It's it's so it's so incredible, and it's so original, and it's just like dreams within dreams and stuff. And you don't ever stop to think. Oh, I was going to mention mobile phones in Avengers movies. I should mention mobile phones in Avengers movies. Right. Sorry. Um. 
before we get on to Inception and Tenet that I just started doing, uh, let's talk about mobile phones in Avengers movies. Because there was a scene where somebody starts calling one of the Avengers and on their mobile phone and it turns out they've got like an iPhone or a Nokia or something and it's just like wait you have mobile phones in this world and it's just their world is so drastically different from ours it kind of takes you a while to get used to oh yes there are a few similarities but there's practically none and it's just whereas something like the Bourne movie you know from the off Every gadget in that is a real object that can be bought in real life, even though they are pretty dated because it's all like flip phones and uh, button phones and stuff and earphones and whatnot. They are pretty dated because of all that, but you can still get those, even though they might take some tracking down in the era of the 2020s. Um, But, yeah, the... In the Bourne movie, you know from the off, it's just like, yeah, people have mobile phones in this world. It's just, that world is so similar to ours, and yet, it's so, there's only one difference, and that is something called Treadstone, which I'm not going to go into detail about. Whereas in the Avengers movies, they're just so sprawling, and they've got some massive worlds and stuff. It's just like, yeah, people have mobile phones in this world, and I'm just like, what? Are you sure? It's just like, they have spaceships in this world and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, people have mobile phones in this world too. It's just like, all right, okay. And I just found that kind of jarring. Definitely jarring. But let's get on to Inception and Tenet. So I already started talking about this. The score for Inception is incredible. Like, one of my problems with Tenet is the sound mixing like the score's good i like the score it's it's a good score well done ludwig granson or or however you pronu- pronounce your name i'm sorry i've probably butched it um but the score works really well for inception and the tenet score works really well for tenet obviously but the sound mixing is better like there's a whole chase through a certain city that i can't quite remember the name of where uh cobb who's the main character played by leonardo dicaprio goes into a cafe and he's like what cafe what cafe what cafe and then the bad guys come running in and and then the score up until that moment is underlying and it's still the same and then it goes bang and then that's when the score really hits you and it's just like shit this score is brilliant and okay so i should kind of explain the premise is about dreams within dreams it's about cobb played by leonardo dicaprio who is a dream extractor and you can't really say much more about it because otherwise that will it's about it's like a heist movie but it's not a heist movie and it's yeah it's a bit confusing but it's also it's a really good drama and that's what i really liked about it so christopher nolan uses that concept to to make you care about Cobb to it's like it's really fucked up what he shows you through the dreams but it's also I I was on the brink of tears it's just like I don't want to cry here I don't normally cry watching movies and Inception made me almost made me cry more than Lion and it's just like Lion is meant to be a really sad movie it's just like no Inception I found made me 
sadder. I really cared for that character. And Leonardo DiCaprio is just so good in it. And he's just... you you realise how much he cares about his family and you realise how much this means to him. And it it's really, really, really heartbreaking to, to just see what happens and the way that Christopher Nolan drip-feeds you information, like Memento, it's very, very similar to Memento and that is kind of similar. There's stuff with his wife. It's just like he does something to his wife but I don't want to spoil it, but in the in Memento, that's the same. And Memento work, work both work, works really well, and Inception works really well, but they are very similar movies. It's just like, this guy shuts everything out of his life because of this one thing, and it's just like, he has to track this down, this killer, and Inception, he has to get back to his family. And it's... It work. It works really well, and I I really really enjoyed it. It's it's an incredible drama about a man who just. Uh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio is so good, and Christopher Nolan is such a brilliant writer. Like he really knows how to write strong dialogue with good characters and all of that, and like there's it, he knows how to write funny stuff as well. Like there's a scene with Eames played by Tom Hardy where he gets out in a dream this is where he gets out this massive gun where where what's his name Arthur played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt has like this smaller gun and Eames gets out this massive grenade launcher and he's just like you just have to dream bigger darling and he's like a British man and it's just it's so funny and it's so stereotypical. I should have gone on about the stereotypes in Infinity War. And it's so funny and it's so deliberately stereotypical of kind of British society. I really, I found that really, really funny. The stereotypes in Avengers Endgame as well. I hate having to go back and talk about it. But just with Hawkeye or Ronin or whatever you want to call him, he's never named Ronin. It's just like, it's Hawkeye. It's... Why are people calling him Ronin? It doesn't make any sense. Um, it, it, and he's like, he's a vigilante, and he's and he uses and he he kills people, and he has a terrible haircut, and he has a single tattoo sleeve and stuff. And that's just like so many stereotypes, so many layers of stereotypes, just pisses me off no end. Um, anyway, also Black Widow, the whole kind of Black Widow storyline in Avengers: Age of Ultron, there is a flashback to Black Widow's past. And I recently watched the Bourne Ultimatum, and it's just like shit. They stole that from the Bourne Ultimatum. I hate them. I just hate them. I hate them so much. I, I cannot. It's. Just, I. I hate their movies. I don't hate them as people. I hate their movies. And I hate how they steal things. It's just like she's meant to be like Jason Bourne, but a woman. And it's just like I don't care. Jason Bourne is. Bourne is just so nuanced and interesting. It's just like this. This is shit action. I hate it. I hate the movie. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Sorry. But Inception works really well on so many levels. It's it's really, really damaging. And I found it very sad. And 
I think the delivery on the lines is really funny and it's also got Elliot Page in it as Ariadne. Um, and I had to explain, I had to say to my mum, my mum was going, who's that? Who is she? Who's she? What's her name? And it's just like, it's Elliot Page, mum. It's Elliot Page. And it's just like, a thing that I find with people when they talk about trans people in the past tense when they were male before they came female or when they were female before they came male they say it was she back then and now it's he now and it's just like no it's he now and it was he back then because it's he now it's just i think that's correct and please correct me if i'm wrong if you can get in touch with me by any means which you probably can't but it's just like, it was she back then, and now it's he now, and it's he now, so it is he back then. It's just like, it was Elliot Page back then, because it's Elliot Page now. Although she went by, although he went by the name of Ellen Page back then. It's just, Elliot Page is also, her his character, I'm so sorry, his character is really, Ariadne, she she's a really interesting character who offers insight into Cobb's world and Cobb's dreams and I think that's really really interesting and I think the scale of it is brilliant and it just works so well and my dad it's quite funny because my dad seemed to think that we were missing a scene from the movie it's just like where's the rotating corridor scene I think they've missed the rotating corridor scene. And then it's just... The rotating corridor scene is upplayed a lot. It's just... It doesn't look that amazing when you see it on screen because it's just so... Because it looks so real and it looks like it's VFX. Like, the VFX today look feel make it feel like it's 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 vfx and it's just like no it's not vfx they shot that practically because christopher nolan doesn't use vfx anymore there's no vfx shots whatsoever in tenets like i dare you to find one vfx shot in that movie and i will pay you a very large sum of money (laughs) if you can find one vfx shot in that movie i bet you can't um so yeah it's it's just really really incredible and i think if people are going to compare it to tenet it's just tenet is devoid of character it's got good writing the writing's quite sharp and witty but you don't really care about that character very much but the concept of tenet is brilliant it's just like the way his concept of time travel is so interesting and nuanced and i said this about avengers endgame it's not nuanced at all it's like they're doing what back to the future did they're trying to change it's just like what you you what it doesn't make any sense and it's just like oh there's this world and the time stones just the the infinity stones basically rotate around this world and it's just like how come you haven't brought that up in a movie before i'm sorry i need to get on to talking about tenet so tenet I, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's a good movie, definitely. And I think it's still a mind-bending concept, although my only problem with it is 
I think Christopher Nolan was deliberately trying to make it mind-bending by blocking out some of the scenes of dialogue with the school. I found that quite distracting and quite annoying. <laughs> so, no, it's... it's it, I found the score was quite distracting and it was quite loud. Like, my mum said that might just be the setup of the cinema and it's just like, no... No, I don't think so. I think that's the sound mixing. Like Other people have had problems with the sound mixing of Tenet when they've watched it at home. It's just like, that's definitely the sound mixing of the film. It's not the cinema, it's the sound mixing of the film. And I found that the score was definitely distracting. Like The sound mixing on Inception is just so spot on and it's just like, Christopher Nolan has gone, right, Hans Zimmer's gone off and done Dune. And it's like, I'm going to do something completely different and I'm going to mix it my way. And it's just like, no, mate, people are going to complain and people don't like it. Thank you very much. It. I think my, my other problem with it is it is devoid of character. Like, you don't really care about the character that is potentially called the protagonist, in inverted commas. This podcast is an audio podcast only, so you can see my inverted comma fingers. Um, but I found it was devoid of character. Like, you never really care for the protagonist, John David Washington's character. A former CIA operative. And I have problems with this in movies before. It's like Christopher Nolan... You expect Christopher Nolan to make you care about the characters. And to a certain extent, you do care about those characters. Except the stakes don't feel very high. Like, I was listening to Mark Mode and Jack Howard talk about it. And it's just like, yeah, they completely skip it. There's no sense of panic. And I found that quite interesting. And I think that he is right. Um, Mark Mode or Jack Howard or whoever it was who mentioned it is right. There's no sense of panic. It's just like, oh, right, you're stuck in a car upside down and then you wake up. It's just like, this is not Inception, sir. This is a movie where there are no dreams within dreams. There is time travel or time whatever what you want to call it. Um, it's not time travel, it's kind of, it's very original, and it's very, very cool. I think he should make a movie where you do care about that character more. I found, I cared more about Robert Pattinson than I cared about John David Washington, but that might just be me, because Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson's a very nice man, um... That's not weird or anything. I just think he's quite a cool actor and he has, he's got nice hair. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I think it is devoid of character. And I found, found that it is quite sexist. I think Inception is less dated than Tenet, if you know what I mean. It's like, Tenet is more sexist because that character constantly needs saving whereas Ariadne has to look after herself and she does look after herself it's just like right we've got to do this and that and I think she's a brilliant role model whereas Elizabeth Debicki's character is not a brilliant role model and I did believe Kenneth Branagh as the villain and I thought he was quite good as well but it just didn't quite work with for me it didn't mesh with me at all and I think 
people expect from a Christopher Nolan movie that it has lots of character and you care about that character a lot. So I think he should have used that concept like he utilises the dream concept in Inception to make you care about that character. Like my problem with A Quiet Place, I hate to bring it up, I don't hate A Quiet Place. A Quiet Place is a good film, except it doesn't have any flashbacks in it. It it doesn't have any flashbacks in it whatsoever, and that's my problem with it. So you can't care about the characters because there's no dialogue in it. And if you put flashbacks in to before the apocalypse, there will be more dialogue and it will work better. And it's just it doesn't work because of that. And I think you need Christopher Nolan needs to put flashbacks in or use his time travel a concept to put flashbacks in there and ultimately it turns out to be a good movie it's an enjoyable movie it's not like a mindless action movie like avengers endgame is avengers endgame didn't need any brain power it's just like right so it's not like back to the future it's not you're saying it's not like back to the future are you sure are you sure it's not like back to the future and it's just it doesn't work at all um but yeah, Tenet should have used the amazing concept to make you care about those characters more. I think that's it. Also, the f- the Tony Stark's final line in Avengers Endgame. I hate to c- keep on coming back to Avengers Endgame. But uh, it's just like, I am massive dramatic pause, Iron Man. It's just... Th- that massive dramatic pause it's just like are you trying to be i realized over tea it's just like wait they're trying to be like doctor who or in my eyes they were trying to be like doctor who it's just like tony stark is not the doctor tony stark is not a weirdo he's not a time traveler or a just a genius who fights aliens and doesn't like guns tony stark is a billionaire playboy who's an absolute asshole or learns to care about people a little i guess and he's not the doctor it's just like stop trying to be like doctor who he's not doctor who stop it right now and on that note i guess i will leave you your ears now And I hope to be in your ears soon. Goodbye.